You're listening to PetLifeRadio.com. Welcome to Animaltopia on Pet Life Radio. I'm your host, Robert Semro. Thank you for joining us. On today's show, we go forever wild, cook for dogs, hear the story of the elephant and the tortoise, and finish with a grade school flashback from yours truly. We'll be right back with Forever Wild after these messages from our sponsors. Sit. Stay. We'll be right back after a short pause. Well, four to be exact. Buster. You're telling me my dog food products can't go on your shelves? That's right. Didn't pass one of my Petco certified nutrition checklists. Sorry, Wayne. Who made these checklists? Geniuses. Very smart guys. Well, it's good enough for most grocery stores. Do you see cheese puffs on my shelves? Mayonnaise? Soda pop? No. That's because I ain't running no grocery store, Wayne. Your pets will get better nutrition, I guarantee it. Petco, where the healthy pets go. Enter the code LUCKY10, L-U-C-K-Y, the number 10, and get 10% off any order. No minimum at Petco.com. How would you like your business to reach out and invite in our audience? We have a brand new trademark concept called Info Seeds. Info Seeds are short 20-second seeds of information about your place of business, practice, or service. Is the best, most cost-effective way to invite us in. We only have a limited number of slots left. For more information, visit the website. PetLifeRadio.com Click on Sponsorship Information. There you can listen to a sample of InvoSeed. Remember, only a limited number of opportunities are available. This year, Americans are expected to spend a jaw-dropping $36 billion on their pets. From lighted leashes to high-end spa products, the discriminating pet owner can find just about anything to pamper his or her pet. Hi, this is Michelle Fern. Join me every week for Best Bets for Pets, where we'll talk about the latest pet products and talk to the companies that make them. Best Bets for Pets, every week, only on PetLifeRadio.com. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. Welcome back to Animaltopia on Pet Life Radio. Did you know that in some states, including Alabama, North and South Carolina, West Virginia, Nevada, Ohio, and Wisconsin, you're allowed to own an exotic pet with no questions asked? You know, when most of us decide we want to see lions, tigers, leopards, reptiles, and other exotic animals, we decide to head out to our local zoo. And those are great places to see and learn about animals. But often, especially when it comes to the bigger animals, we are kept at quite a distance from them for their safety and ours. Our first segment today is all about a place dedicated to giving exotic animals who were once people's pets a second chance at a happier life. The Forever Wild Exotic Animal Sanctuary is an amazing place filled with amazing animals and amazing animal people. The founders of this exotic wild animal sanctuary are Joel and Shemaine Almquist. The sanctuary, located in Phelan, California, is about an hour east of Los Angeles. And some of you may recall the name Forever Wild Exotic Animal Sanctuary as they appeared on the ABC hit show Extreme Home Makeover. 
The sanctuary continues to thrive and be a big part of the animal community in California. You can often find Shemaine and her team at local events discussing the important animal issues and concerns with eager audiences. Still, the best way to really experience and understand the message that Joel and Shemaine hope to deliver and inspire others to act upon is to visit their incredible sanctuary that is home to a wide variety of previously captive bred animals. The sanctuary is home to four North American bobcats, one Siberian lynx, seven servals, two cougars, two black leopards, nine Siberian Bengal tigers, one amazing white tiger, and one very large African lion, just to name a few big cats. You know, I recently made a trip with the film crew up to Forever Wild Exotic Animal Sanctuary, and it was a visit that I will cherish and plan on repeating soon. I spent a lot of time with founder Shemaine Alquist. This animal sanctuary is very family-friendly. As parents themselves, Joel and Shemaine wanted to create an environment that was interactive, inspirational, and educational for people of all ages. They want to reach the adults and educate the children. The sanctuary works with schools and organizations to bring awareness to the plight of these exotic animals that were once people's pets. It's remarkable to think that people would have a Siberian tiger or an African lion as a pet. Yet that is exactly how these animals came to reside at the Forever Wild Sanctuary. Their owners, or the government agencies who confiscated them, turned these animals over to the sanctuary to provide a safe and caring home for these animals who might otherwise have been euthanized. Shemaine explained to me that in some states you could purchase a tiger cub or a lion cub for less than what you would spend on certain dog breeds. In this day and age, that would seem to not only be irresponsible, but incredibly dangerous. As I toured the facility with Shemaine, it was clear to see that the animals knew and loved her and her staff. We've all been to a zoo and seen some large animals. But unlike a zoo, you're able to get about 10 to 15 feet from these magnificent animals. I know I felt very small as we got within a few feet of these tigers. I felt even smaller when one of the tigers, Sakya, who had been used as a photo prop at a roadside photo booth in Texas, got scared by our camera crews. She ran from one end of her enclosure to the other end and stood up and roared at us. For my part, I stood there marveling, knowing like any tiger's prey, that there would be no escape from a tiger that size and that fast if I weren't protected by the reinforced enclosure, keeping the tiger and myself safe. And to know that she had been a photo prop for someone just made me ill. She was friendly and beautiful, but had been neglected and abused by her Photoshop owners. The scarring on the inside and outside has not diminished her passion to live, though. And thankfully, Joel and Shemaine brought her to the sanctuary in 2002 and have done remarkably good work with her. We proceeded to meet the other tigers who were simply amazing. They're all so beautiful and mesmerizing. I could, and we did, sit there for hours just looking at them, watching them as they went about their day. They were very playful. We watched as they played with various toys and large balls that kept them engaged and stimulated. Then there was Zorro, a black leopard who came to the sanctuary by way of a Las Vegas entertainer. Zorro follows you, and if you're watering his cage or the surrounding area, he tries to get wet and splash around. And there's Blue, a Siberian tiger from a traveling circus who decided that he no longer wanted to perform. Rather than be euthanized, the sanctuary took him in and gave him an environment he really seems to enjoy. 
their czar, who certainly delighted myself and most of the film crew with his talents. He chuffs or purrs when he likes you. And if he doesn't, a big roar will certainly alert you to that. Shemaine was sharing with us heart-wrenching story of Czar's paw reconstruction because of the botched declawing that her previous owners had done. In fact, many of the big cats at the sanctuary have had to go through paw reconstruction. Fortunately, the paw project, who we'll talk about in a future episode, has been there for a number of these cats. As Shemaine told us the story of Czar and a few of the other big cats, Czar took a liking to our director of photography and our guru of most things film-related. I couldn't quite figure it out, but Czar kept looking back over her shoulder at this person, who should remain nameless, but I'm sure Derek won't mind. While Derek and the crews were focused on filming, I watched as Czar maneuvered herself in her enclosure, raised her tail, and I swear I heard her laughing as she proceeded to baptize Derek into the tiger realm. Being the good host and friend that I am, I yelled out to him, Quick, cover the camera! Which he did as we all laughed with him. Derek was a good sport and continued to film the rest of the day, tiger scent and all. We certainly stepped much carefully after that as we watched Shemaine get splashed by playful tigers as she would talk next to their cages. We watched them revel in joy with the huge ice chunks that they were given to play with and to keep them cool. They were truly a fun bunch. And our hearts melted as Gypsy, the African lion, kissed Shemaine softly on the cheek while Shemaine was doing an interview with us right outside of her cage. It was one of those moments that shows us that the animals know that the people caring for them do truly care for them and they appreciate it. And if all that big cat interaction and closeness wasn't enough, I then got to do something that I never thought I would do. I got to feed a few of the tigers. This is a fun and safe experience that Forever Wild Exotic Animal Sanctuary makes available to everyone, not just yahoos like me. For just a few dollars, children and adults can feed one of their big cats with the assistance of a feeding tool and the supervision of one of their trained staff. As I said, safety is very important there, both for you and the animals. Still, to be this close to some of the animal kingdom's biggest predators is an experience that can't be described, though I'll certainly try. I was standing a few feet away from tigers who had paws bigger than my head and quickness that you wouldn't expect. I prepared to feed some pieces of steak to the tigers. Shemaine explained the process to me, which was very simple. The steak goes on the feeding tool and then you offer the tool to the tiger safely and calmly, and the tiger proceeds to swallow the big piece of steak. It was energizing. Certainly not something that you get to do every day, but something you'll certainly never forget. At some points, as we filmed at Forever Wild Exotic Animal Sanctuary, we were just a few feet away from these animals, and they would look right into our eyes, and it was something special. This experience and the entire facility are so different than anything I've ever experienced at a zoo or other place with animals that are this large. To be able to get that close, yet be that safe, is remarkable, and I applaud them for what they've been able to accomplish. After the time with the big cats, we regrouped at the picnic benches that they have there. The picnic benches allow families and groups to bring a meal and eat while surrounded by the animals. From there, we went to visit with the exotic birds, the sugar glider, the kinkajou, 
and finished with a trip into their reptile room. The reptile room is Joel's domain. He is often consulted when dangerous reptiles are discovered or confiscated. In 2010, a tortoise was dropped off by visitors who saw the tortoise nearly get run over by several buses. Yet that wasn't the most unique part of the story. See, it appeared that there had been a bomb strapped to the tortoise. However, Joel was able to save the tortoise and it is currently safe at the sanctuary. One of the more eye-opening stories that Shemaine shared with me was how they came to have a green mamba, one of the world's deadliest snakes, at their sanctuary. One random day, a teenage boy showed up at the sanctuary with a snake in some pillowcases. When they asked the boy what it was and how he had come to have it, he said, I ordered it over the internet, but my mother won't let me keep it. I was hoping you would find a home for it. When Joel and Shemaine found out it was a very dangerous and deadly green mamba, they were shocked. Yet, this only serves as one of the many examples of how it is too easy for people to buy exotic animals that weren't meant to be pets. You know, this snake could have killed very easily. Fortunately, the Forever Wild Exotic Animal Sanctuary was able to provide it a safe home. The reptile room at the Forever Wild Sanctuary is a reptile lover's mecca. They've got multiple species of rattlesnakes, vipers, cobras, pythons, lizards, caiman, alligators, gila monsters, and more. Each of these rescued reptiles was facing certain euthanization without the care and support from Forever Wild Exotic Animal Sanctuary. The sanctuary, like most other sanctuaries these days, continues to find a way to provide despite the economic downturn we are in. Still, the daily cost for food, medicine, care, facilities, and more continues to escalate as well. It's a struggle that the visitors to the sanctuary itself in Failing, California, can see as well worth it. For those unable to visit the Forever Wild Exotic Animal Sanctuary in person, you can see a lot of the great animal information, photos, videos, and more on their official website, which is foreverwildexotics.org. As always, you can find more information about Forever Wild Exotic Animal Sanctuary by also visiting our website, animaltopians.com. When we come back, we will talk about cooking for dogs, the elephant and the tortoise, and I'll share a flashback from grade school. We'll be right back after these messages. Sit. Stay. We'll be right back after a short pause. Well, four to be exact. Love your pets but wish their medications were a lot less expensive? They are at 1-800-PET-MEDS. You'll not only save on flea and heartworm medications, but on prescriptions for arthritis, incontinence, thyroid, and more. And you get fast service, free shipping, and a 100% satisfaction guarantee. Plus, our licensed pharmacists ensure accuracy, monitor drug interaction, and more. See why over 5 million people have trusted their pet's health to 1-800-PET-MEDS, America's largest pet pharmacy. Call now or order online. Go. Go to PetMeds.com forward slash Lucky, L-U-C-K-Y, to get 10% off any order and free shipping on orders of $39 or more at PetMeds.com. Love My Pets, the new single by Mark Winter, available on iTunes. 
Hi, this is Tim Link, host of Animal Rights on Pet Life Radio. Join me as we feature interviews with best-selling pet-related authors, award-winning writers, journalists, and bloggers. And we'll tell stories about the animals and interesting topics about the animals in our lives. Each of the interviews will give you a first-hand knowledge about why the authors and writers chose a particular story, what the feature animals meant to them, and what has become of those animals that we've talked about. And of course, I'll also share stories from my own books, blogs, articles, and experiences. So be sure to join me and the writers and authors on Animal Rights. Every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com. Let's talk pets. Let's talk pets. On PetLife Radio. PetLife Radio. PetLifeRadio.com. Welcome back to Animaltopia on Pet Life Radio. Next up, we're going to talk about the world's first human-grade kitchen created exclusively for dogs. When I was up at SuperZoo in Las Vegas a few weeks ago, which is one of the largest pet retailer shows in the world, I noticed a trend that has really taken root and is growing rapidly. Better food for our animals. In fact, it's astounding the amount of time, research, and attention that is being paid to what we feed our animals. Yet, once you hear what is in some pet foods, or you read the labeling of peanut and almond shells as vegetable fiber, you understand why the focus on ingredients has become more intense. It's also clear that consumers are doing their research on what goes into the foods that they are feeding their animal friends. With Americans spending more than $17 billion on pet food annually, you can bet consumers and pet food companies are wising up about what our beloved animal friends should be eating. It was this search for knowledge and better food for his dogs that drove Sean Buckley to start creating his own food for his dogs, Simon and Nala. He, along with some fellow business partners and dog lovers, created the world's first human-grade kitchen and a wonderful business supporting a growing trend for better food for animals. They called it Just Food for Dogs. It's not a restaurant, but you will often find dog owners and dogs at the establishment watching as the dog meals are being prepared. They built this place from scratch in Newport Beach, California, on beautiful Pacific Coast Highway. It's an eye-catcher for sure, but spend 10 minutes in the Just Food for Dogs location and your eyes and mind will truly be opened. I spent some time with Sean and his team at Just Food for Dogs recently. The first thing that grabs you is the large kitchen area where they prepare the food for the dogs. It's not hidden away or some adapted smaller scale kitchen. It's a large cooking area that many restaurants would love to have. They have everything that a regular restaurant has from a walk-in refrigerator to industrial ovens and equipment. And one of the coolest things about what they do is that they will have their vet work with your vet to create a custom blend that is much healthier and also customized to your dog's nutritional concerns, allergies, and specific needs. They also have custom nutritional supplements that can also be customized and worked into your dog's food. The ingredients are fresh, the preparation is meticulous, and the love for dogs is easy to see. They take great care in preparing the food and gently cooking it. And that's critical because too high of temperatures cause overcooking of the food and then the nutrients will be lost. This is one of the big problems when deciding on pet foods. If you don't know the preparation approach, the ingredients may not be as healthy simply because the good ingredients were lost in the making of the food. 
They also add their nutritional supplements to the food to increase its nutritional balance and impact. Just Food for Dogs is open daily and prepares meals in large as well as custom batches. Once the food is prepared, it is vacuum sealed and frozen immediately after it's been chilled. That method allows them to maintain the nutritional integrity of the food while also giving the food a shelf life of 12 months. A lot of people are throwing around human grade and human quality these days. <laughs> well, I sampled a few of the recipes after they had been prepared, and though I won't be wrestling with my dog Sugar and Zoe for the food, it was certainly much better than I expected, and certainly human quality. Also, Sugar and Zoe seemed to really anticipate the food that I brought home from Just Food for Dogs, so with them, it was certainly a big hit. After spending time with Sean and his team, you see that there is more than just an idea. It's a passion. With more than a thousand customers already, they are rapidly growing and grabbing attention from dog owners and veterinarians searching for a better food source for their dogs. Their passion is infectious and their knowledge is reassuring. Still, this is more than a dog kitchen. It's also become a dog retreat or hangout. They regularly have yappy hours and one of the more interesting things they do is they have cooking classes. They hold monthly cooking classes for dog owners where they teach the owners how to properly cook meals for their dogs. They even go one step further by having some of their recipes of their products online and free for anyone to use. Sean and his Just For Food Dogs team really have gone beyond the normal efforts and are making a difference when it comes to better food for dogs. You can visit our website at animaltopians.com for more information and links to Just Food for Dogs. Next up are a few stories forwarded to us by listeners who must have been moved by our recent Real Dolphin Tales episode. And don't forget, you can share your Animaltopia stories on our toll-free Animaltopia Share Your Story hotline at 855-264-6258 or 855-ANIMALTOPIANS. Our first story is about an elephant. There's an elephant in Thailand who's received a new prosthetic leg. The 50-year-old elephant named Motala had lost her front left leg in 1999 after she accidentally stepped on a landmine left over from the ongoing conflicts along the Thai-Myanmar border. She had been given an artificial leg in 2006 and learned to walk on it, and then a more permanent one in 2009. But since the prosthetic has to be changed according to the weight of the elephant, Motala has been given other legs accordingly. She recently received her third one and is doing quite well with it. Truly an inspirational story. And again, kudos to all those putting the effort in to take care of an animal that otherwise might have been put down. Our second story is a similar one. We have a tortoise who gets another chance to beat the hare. There's a 12-year-old African tortoise that recently had its left front leg amputated due to an injury. Well, now that tortoise is moving along just fine, thanks to a swiveling wheel attached to his shell by doctors at Washington State University's Veterinary Hospital. The 23-pound tortoise, named Gamera, after the giant flying turtle of the old Japanese monster movies, is gaining weight and generally thriving with his new appendage. Veterinarians attach the wheel to the tortoise's shell using an epoxy adhesive, and the animal has taken to the new device immediately. The caster-style wheel should last for years before it has to be replaced. These are just two more incredible Animaltopian stories of people helping animals overcome tragedies that may have been justification to euthanize them in days gone by. Instead, people are inspired by these animals' will to live 
and have been moved to action and invention. Kudos to all those involved in helping the elephant and the tortoise. And yes, we did receive the calls and the emails about the moose in New Hampshire that required the assistance of nine firefighters to help guide the moose out of the frozen pool. The video is all over YouTube and is certainly entertaining. Though I wonder if they shouldn't maybe change the saying to stubborn as a moose. Okay, bad jokes aside. So it's October and that means it's time for the blessing of the animals. I enjoy these gatherings as you get to see a wide variety of animals and animal lovers coming together to have their animals blessed. I've also noticed that these gatherings have become larger and there are more of them happening each year. So I started to do some research on the subject and I was surprised to learn that there are now animal ministries in every state. Some of them are involved with animal food drives, adoption events, and more. It seems that the churches have realized that animals are an important part of our physical, mental, and spiritual well-being. Having gone to Catholic school most of my life, I remember back in grade school having to pick a patron saint to honor. And though I was young and had no real perspective on any importance or influence it would have in my life, I chose St. Francis of Assisi. You know, there are many wonderful stories about St. Francis of Assisi and his ability to connect with animals and humans. And while there are numerous animal-related stories, poems, and prayers that give credit to St. Francis of Assisi, I will stick with a simple quote by him. Not to hurt the creatures, brethren, is our first duty to them. But to stop there is not enough. We have a higher mission, to be of service to them wherever they require it. I know we have all seen that in the actions and words of those who are making a difference every day for the animals and humans in Animaltopia. Do you have a great animal story you'd like to share with us? Please contact us on our toll-free Share Your Animaltopian Story hotline at 855-264-6258 or do what I do and just remember 855-ANIMALTOPIANS. For Animaltopia, Pet Life Radio, and all those who make this show possible, I'm your host, Robert Semro, saying I'm proud to be an Animaltopian and I look forward to sharing more stories from Animaltopia with all of you very soon. Take care, everyone. Let's Talk Pets, every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com.